are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. You know, I remember when I was a, a little kid and... Um, you ever, you ever think that your dad was Superman? You know, you know, my dad can beat up your dad. You know, my dad is the strongest. He's the biggest. He's the toughest. Man, dad could do absolutely anything. I've never seen my dad cry. I've never seen my dad afraid of anything. My dad is the most amazing dad in the whole wide world, as Liberty would say. Boom goes the dynamite. Nice shot. Hey, just like the old man. Your dad plays basketball? No, there's this, uh, this old man that lives in our neighborhood that shoots hoops all the time. It's, it's really great. Huh. What about your dad? Oh, no, he was horrible at basketball. But he's an expert at everything else. Just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here comes the heat. Get ready. Watch out. Watch out. Here comes the heat. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, I tell you, I don't know what it is, but like our dads and we were growing up as kids, they just made it look so easy. I mean, how'd they do that? I don't know. I've asked him. He says he can't remember. Uh. Yeah, my dad wasn't around so much when I was growing up, so I don't have the greatest blueprint of being a dad. But tell you what makes me angry are these TV dads. They make it look so easy. Greatest TV dad of all time. I'd say it's a toss-up between uh, Andy Griffith, that cool dad from Friday Night Lights, and Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker? He's my role model. Okay, those are good dads, but nobody beats Mr. Belvedere. That was a good dad. He's a butler. No, he's a dad. No, he's not a dad. He's a butler. He seems so patriarchal-ish. Okay, greatest memory of your dad growing up as a kid. That's tough. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, I remember my dad took me fishing sometimes. He taught me to play golf. And we laughed. We laughed a lot. Here's one for the books, okay? Memory of my dad when I was a teenager, okay? I was trying to convince him that I just wanted to be an average Joe. Just let me be average, you know? And he gets all frustrated with me, and he comes into my room, and he's like, that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. You're afraid if you put knowledge into your brain, your brain's going to explode and ooze out of your ear. You've got the brain damage. And then he, like, gave me a jello budgesicle, and it just made all my cares go away. Steal! That's the Cosby Show. Huh? Yeah. That's the episode where Theo is satisfied with being mediocre, and Cliff comes in and tells him that's not okay. That, that's, that's classic Cosby. How does my childhood and TV just enmesh so much? 
Okay. I got one for you. Best advice your dad ever gave you. Life is not a dress rehearsal. Make it count. Your dad taught you that? Yeah, he went into sports. That explains so much. My dad. Besides always saying, um, don't stand in front of an open flame while eating Mexican food, um, he would quote this proverb, uh, a man of knowledge uses words with restraint, a man of understanding is even-tempered. I love that. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, say that again. I'm going to record it for myself. Go. No. I'm not going to do that. But here's something you can do. Uh, what do you think is the best dad song ever? No, that's easy. Cats in the Cradle. Ultimate dad song of all time. How? The dad brings home a cat for the kid, for the little boy, gives him a silver spoon to feed the cat all night long. He's telling him nursery rhymes. Little boy blue, man in the moon. And that, and that son is just petting that cat, looking up at his dad with admiration, saying, I'm going to be like you, dad. You know what would be like you. That song's about a dad not being there for his son. There's no actual cat in the song. Really? Yeah. I gotta go back and listen to those lyrics. <laughs> hey, when did you first realize your dad wasn't a superhero? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when we're kids, we think our dad's a superhero, right? And then we grow up and we see their faults and we realize they're just human. Isn't that what makes a great superhero? Okay, take the ultimate superhero, Superman. He can do anything, anything. But as soon as you get him around some little green rocks, he becomes a complete ball of crypto mush. But I think that's what makes a great superhero. He knows his flaws. He knows the kryptonite. Same way with being a dad. We know our flaws. We know what trips us up. We stay away from it, and we still defend our universe. Hmm. I, mean, I guess if you look at it that way... I guess my dad still is my hero. Boom goes the dynamite. Swish. Ready to play some b-ball? Yeah, give me just a minute. Sunday morning, it was about 5 o'clock in the morning, and my dad was helping me deliver papers. I delivered the uh, Sunday Sun, and it was winter time, and um, I was on one street, my dad was on the other, and as I was going to catch up with my dad, I walked through, um, there was a doctor's office, a chiropractor's office, and I walked through his parking lot, and um, the, the sidewalk was up high, and then there was probably about a four four-foot little hill into the, where the chiropractor's office was. I was cutting through there, and I found a body lying on, in, in the snow. And um, as a little kid, it terrified me because I didn't know what they were doing there or, or what was happening. So I ran and got my dad. And my dad, 
my dad came up to this girl and she had been drinking the night before and she passed out and fell down this hill and uh, couldn't get out. And uh, my, dad, my dad took her and took her to the hospital and she was okay. But I just remember being so afraid of this, uh, finding this body in the snow. And, um, and I just never forgot that my dad was just so, the way that he handled that situation and the way that he approached the girl and the way that he took her, and he took her to the hospital and, and we went back a few days later and we visited her just to see how she was doing. As a kid, my dad truly was invincible. He was strong and he was courageous. See, Joshua 1.6 says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors. To, to, to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it, the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Men, we like strong. There are strong men, competitions, there are bodybuilding competitions. Perhaps you haven't been involved in that, but you, you know many of us in this room, when a woman came up to us, you know what, and they just kind of put their arm around our, our bicep, what immediately do we do? We flex it. And as they hold our arm, it's just kind of like, yeah, come on, let's walk this way, you know? I remember my, uh, uh, my, uh, my spiritual mom there, Katie, I remember she came up and she put her hand on my arm, and of course immediately, and she's like, wow, Lance, that's quite the, the pipe you got. She goes, I think I'm just going to hold on to this for about two hours. I'm like, please let go. <laughs> we like to be strong. We like to be buff. Do you know in the scripture, and, and, and you know in this scripture and in 10 other places, the Bible says, be strong and courageous. For just being strong isn't enough. Something changed in Israel for the leadership from Moses to Joshua. Remember the 12 spies? The Lord said to Moses in Numbers 13, 12, send 12 men out to explore the land that I'm giving you. As you came back to me, two men said, we can do this. But 10 minutes men said, wait a minute. These men are huge. We are but grasshoppers alongside of them. We don't stand a chance. And immediately fear was released in the camp. See, 12 spies went out. Two came back saying, guys, the Lord has promised us this land. We can do it. Come on, let's go and take our inheritance. But 10 said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's, there's giants in the land. We are but grasshoppers. And as they spread that report, the people started to embrace the spirit of fear. And courageous didn't stand a chance. In Exodus, the people are grumbling. They're thirsty, and God tells Moses, strike the, wa- the rock, and water will come out to satisfy the longing of the people, and he does. But later, we have the same problem. This time, the Lord tells Moses to speak to the rock, and he shall supply water to Moses. But out of frustration, he strikes the rock, causing him to lose access to the, to the promised land. Man, what is the good of building out muscles? What is the good of working out in the gym and and getting really, really strong if we lack courage? See, I love Canada. I'm proud to be a Canadian, but by nature we stand as an offish people. 
We don't like to step on people's toes. We don't like to rock the boat. I am for sure not a fan of conflict. I don't know if many of us are people who are just like, I love conflict. I just love being in the midst of it. You know, I remember a deep thought by Jack Handy that stated that it makes me mad when people say I turned and ran like a scared rabbit. Maybe it was like an angry rabbit who was running from one fight to engage in another. The Bible tells us that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. And there needs to be the time when our eyes burn with passion as we stand strong and courageous in uncomfortable situations. You know, I think as men, we can have a lot of things thrown at us. It's tough to be a dad, to balance full-time work, to balance being a husband, to balance being a father, to balance being the priest of the home. It's kind of like, man, Lord, how do I do this? How do I juggle all these balls and be the man that you've created me to be? I think that when Holy Spirit touches us, he takes that kingdom and turns it upside down. You see, the enemy wants us to walk in fear. And if he can get us with fear, we can be as strong, we can be as buff. It doesn't really matter as we want. But if we're weaklings and we're wimps, then we're never going to amount to anything. See, I was with uh, Kurt uh, the other day, and we went, to, uh, we went out to one of the local restaurants for, for lunch. And when, I went in, when we went into the restaurant there, they had a, a talk show on, and usually it's a sports type of show, but they, they had a talk show on there. And in this talk show there, they were dealing with men who love their dolls. And, and it had all these guys with, 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 with these women dressed up, but they were mannequins and stuff, and they had makeup and jewelry and all this kind of stuff on. And I walk in there, I'm like, what is this? And the waitress says, oh, man, it's so awesome. It's so funny. These guys are in love with dolls. I'm like, really? So then we get our food and we start eating. And, you know, you're, you're, you're talking, but you're hearing this in the background. It's kind of like, you know what? This is really disturbing me. Because it started to get grosser and grosser and grosser. And, and I'm watching the employees and they're just like, man, this is, they're, just, they're just hanging on to it. And I said to Kurt, like, Lord, Kurt, I can't take this anymore. So either we leave or else they change the channel because this is really bothering me. But you know what? I don't want to be the loser. I don't want to go up there and say, you know what? Can you turn the channel because it's bothering me? Because they're obviously and they're enjoying it. It's their restaurant. And I finally got to the place where I walked up to the, man, uh, the, to the manager. I said, listen, you got to change that channel. Put on some sports or something. I said, because you know what? This is really bothering me. If not, I'll pay for my soup, and we'll go and have something elsewhere if you want to watch that. I'm just, I, I can't take this anymore. And as I did that, Kurt is like, you know what? Thank you. I was going to do the same thing. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? You just taught me something at that very precious moment. Because the, the, the fear rises up that says, you know what? Don't rock the boat. Don't step out. You know what? Don't, you know what? You're the pastor of this town. You don't want them to, 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 to walk out and be like, oh, there's that guy who's just so legalistic. He's so religious. I was watching that, and he just came right in, and like, he owned the place. But yet something rose up inside where I'm like, no, I can't sit under this. I can't have that ministering to my spirit because it's garbage. And courage rose up. 
And when it did that, you know what? It was so simple. The guy was just like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Boom, and it was over. And I'm just like, Lord, I just had that whole battle going on inside me when the solution was really so simple. Resistance is the measurement and the mark of a good leader. But for courageous, you need to face fear. Dads, there's all kinds of things that were going to be thrown at you. And like I thought of my dad, you, uh, your kids, that, you were, that he was that Superman without fault. We know that this is false. We know that we have had our share of hang-ups. But let's think for a moment. If we are to be men of courage, we need to be willing to stare fear in the eye and stand of men of courage. Mark Batterson says, when it comes to faith, safe is the most dangerous place to be. We need to be willing to step out. I think that is such an awesome quote. We like the safe realm. We like to play it safe. You know what? If everything is just, is is all great today, what a cool day it's going to be. You know, my prayer life has changed. When I pray, I'm like, Lord, would you bring things in my life today that I can minister to? And it's amazing what kind of a journey the Holy Spirit brings you on. Because I look at this story, I've read the Bible, when you read the Bible, you see that Jesus was was anything but boring. It wasn't like the the 12 guys are standing around, they're just like, oh man, this Jesus guy is so boring, come on, just shut up so we can go and do something fun. It was an adventure. And guys, we like adventure, we like challenges. See, I believe that we can be so caught up majoring on the, on the minors and minoring on the majors that our lives as dads, as husbands, as providers, as spiritual heads can become overwhelming. Each dad in here is totally in different places. Some of us have small kids and our role is to be able to play, to teach, and to model the ways of the Lord. Another father is your children have grown up and you have stepped into more of a role of a coach, a mentor, Still, we're a modeler of Jesus Christ. If you believe that the word of God is truth and you understand that our time here on earth truly is short, at the end of the time, what is truly important? If God is our provider and the giver of all good and perfect gifts, then what is it that you need to focus on making a priority in your life? Are you living the safe life where your plan is going to take you through until retirement? And then you have some free time to be able to do whatever God wants you to do. But right now, I'm in this season where, where if I follow my plan, by the time I'm 55, I retire, then I can do whatever God wants me to do. Guys, don't miss opportunities. Don't sit in that place where you say, God, I'll serve you tomorrow. Be strong and courageous. Step in that place where it's just like, God, it's all about you, God, and I want to fulfill the role and the call that you have on my life. You know what? It's never, ever too late to do something for the first time, to live a wild adventure of following the Holy Spirit. For Christianity is far from boring. It will take you to places that you have never, ever dreamt possible. Ephesians 3.20 says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess in your wildest dreams. I love that. When I was a youth pastor, I made up t-shirts that said that. Isn't that so cool? With God, he could take us places. He can do things bigger than we can ever dream possible. 
It's kind of like, man, I don't know. I'm a pretty big dreamer, God. It's like, no, 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 Lance, you dream way too small. Seek me. Seek my face. We are men. We like adventure. We like challenge. I believe that following the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit will take us to the most amazing places that we've ever thought about. Look at Peter. The men were afraid. There's that fear again. Because uh, Jesus was a ghost walking on water. But Jesus responded to them and was, uh, was, his response to them was fear not. Yet only one guy had the courage to be able to step out and walk on the water. And that was Peter. Did you go get the children and let them know it's almost time for them to come in here? Isaiah, 32, uh, Isaiah 13, 2 says, Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. To enlist in a war, we gather people. If we can't hear, then we let them see you. Lift up a standard, a banner. Some versions say a signal flag. Lift up your voice for all to hear. We're going to have challenges. Our kids are going to do stupid things. Don't quit, guys. Finish the race. I remember of a parent. I remember a time when a parent came and gave a testimony. And you know, you're in a service, and they they said, you know what? I I, I was we we raised our children to be able to Lord, they're yours, and we give our children over to you. And that's how we all sudden walked. And then one day, one of my uh, actually uh, my child, I believe it was an only child, if I remember the story correctly. But they said my my child came up to me and said, I want to do a missions trip. And as a dad, I was so happy that he wanted to, that my daughter wanted to go on this missions trip. So I said to her, awesome, you know what, we want to stand behind you, we're just so proud of you doing, where do you want to go? And when the daughter said where she wanted to go, it was a place of civil unrest where she could lo- lose her life. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know what, that, that, that's not a very safe place, why don't you go someplace safe? Like, why don't you do a missions trip over, over to Germany, over to Scotland, or over someplace like that, where you can serve the Lord and do it well? And she's like, no, Lord, Dad, I believe God's calling me here. What would you do, dads? What would you do if all of a sudden your son, your daughter, just is like, you know what, I'm passionate. I believe I've got the Lord calling me. I believe God is telling me to go over here. And you know, like the, the, the missionaries of old, they would build their own coffins and take them with them overseas. What would you do? As a dad, I tell you, it's funny because we buy guns for future boyfriends. <laughs> Help us, Lord. For you want, to, we, you want to start praying an unsafe prayer with your family? Do you want to start living that dangerous life? Write this prayer down. Are you ready? Everyone get your pen and write this down. But don't pray it unless you mean it. Lord, give us the courage to do what's right. Lord, give us the courage to do what's right and the strength to do it no matter what the cost. Lord, give us the courage to do what is right and the strength to do it no matter what the cost. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to turn some of our lives upside down. When all of a sudden we're not going to be following our plan anymore, but we're going to be following the plans of the Holy Spirit. 
How many of you guys have seen that movie, Courageous? Some of us. I love that clip with Javier. And Javier, he's standing in that place. Just, just a sec, guys. And Javier's standing in that place, and he's like, you know what? He goes in for a job, and, and he's lost his job, and he's struggling without, without money and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, Javier gets an opportunity, and he starts to work, and he likes his job, and he makes some money, and they bring him in for, for an opportunity for advancement. But the owner of the company says, listen, if you want to be part of my team, I need you to just fudge the books a little bit. Seven packages are coming in. I need you to write down six. It's my company. It's my packages. Just, just say that one of those packages didn't come in. He's like, but sir, that's lying. He says, well, you're part of my team, aren't you? And if you're part of my team, you're going to do it. So he goes, I'll give you 24 hours to think about it. And he thinks about it. He tells his wife. And his, his wife's all upset like, Javier, we don't want to lose this job. You're making good money. You're doing this. He's like, but I want to be integ- I want to walk in integrity. I want to be a man of God. And he doesn't know what to do. And he comes by and he says to the boss, he says, I'm sorry, I can't take this position. And the boss says, you know what this means, don't you? And he knows. He knows he's going to get fired. And the boss stands up. He shakes his hand. He says, Javier. You're the first person who has taken my challenge. You weren't even on my radar. But I was looking for a man I can trust, and now I know I can trust you. And then his buddy says, you know what, Javier? You gave me some faith or something like that because seven or six others failed that challenge. Integrity is not a high priority in in this world. Integrity is not a high priority for husbands. Integrity is not a high priority in the military. Integrity is not a high priority in the oil patch. But guys, we need to walk under the umbrella of the Holy Spirit saying, God, give me the courage to do what's right and the strength to do it no matter what the cost. Lord, I trust you. May the Lord be glorified on Father's Day. May we look more and more like Jesus every single day. Dads, would you stand to your feet? We have a little gift to give our dads today. And we have a video to be able to show out. And we got a fisherman to be able to come in today to show us who we are here at Coley Community Church. Amen? Every dad, every father, stand at this place. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.